Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. What's up, everybody? It's your girl Hadija Toto, and you are listening to Entrance You, the podcast where we are the deliberate creators of our own realities, united in light during the darkest hour. We foster spaces of love, truth, and acceptance because we know we are one people living through different simulations. We define and choose to be our own truths while living in a co-created environment within multidimensional realities. With that being said, we're just curious to see how others create their world as knowledge and inspiration so that we may create a better world for ourselves and observation. The key here is to actively listen, not to judge, not to debate. It's never a debate, really. It's just us living in our own reality and choosing how we build that. Now, everything I'm going to say, you already know. You don't have to agree or disagree. It's simply sharing. So without further ado, we have an amazing guest called Lauren Merrill. I'm so excited to introduce her. First of all, she's from Maryland, which is like DMV area, which is like down the street. Y'all know I love my Maryland people. And so she's an energy worker. She's a holistic health teacher and an intuitive guide. She's studied alternative health, mind, body, and medicine, and meditation, and higher consciousness for the past 10 years. I didn't even know that you could major in these kinds of things, like and go to school to th- in these things, but it's so dope just to have someone who is a warrior spirit and so loving and devoted to her army of light, like she likes to call it, and helping others respond to modern day challenges with mental fortitude and spiritual evolution. So without further ado, I welcome Miss Lauren Merrill. Hey, girl. Hi. That was beautiful. That (laughs) whole introduction was so fun. I feel like so ready to talk. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. I want to begin by just saying, you know, both Lauren and I were both like kind of like not feeling it today. (laughs) Like we like she was in my inbox and we're talking and she's like, I don't think I want to talk about what we talked about in the screening. And as I was typing, I told her earlier, I was like, as I was typing everything, I was like, I'm not feeling it today. And it's just Mm -hmm. awesome how energy works because We both were kind of having the same feeling, um, yet we were apart. And it's just having that intuition. So I know like you're an intuitive guide. So can we talk about that? Like what 
what is that intuition that we kind of low-key had with each other before the show? <laughs> I know. That was um, pretty amazing. So, yeah, I had read, like, the title and we were kind of experiencing – because like you said, we had the pre-screening like a few weeks ago, we talked about what we thought would be best to offer, like what we could both share for the people. And then the whole thing just felt like off today. And this is actually a really perfect example because what you said about being intuitive is how often are we actually always having these experiences of like, am I feeling that today? Like, is this right for me? Would this be my best zone of operation? Like, am I fully in my energy or do I feel a bit more kind of like shy today how often are we feeling that but we don't actually act upon it and share what we're experiencing because I just for the people listening could have easily been like oh I don't know if I'm really in the energy to like talk about that today but I already committed to it so I'm gonna go through with it and I'm gonna you know ignore this feeling I have but since um I really believe in honesty being intuitive is just feeling and then communicating, you know, we're all, we're all intuitive and it's doing that without putting all these layers of confliction and overcomplicating things and overthinking Mm -hmm. things. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just said something and now we have a really epic, like really authentic live real time, how we're both doing today rather than how we were doing a few weeks ago, like application. And that's how people connect through not connecting through these layers of complication, but just being raw and honest and real. So to answer your question, you know, being intuitive is just listening to your like somatic, which is your physical body's experience. Because when I first tuned into the show, I started to feel this like heaviness of like, is that people want to hear from me today? That feels really like intense. And today my energy is so giving and nourishing and like positive optimistic radiant soothing and it was just different energies that's all so I just kept it real with you and I was like why don't we like revisit this and now we both are like on the same page (laughs) yeah you know and and it's so amazing because and it's almost as if the healer in you might have felt my personal energy, you know, because my personal energy, just being transparent with everyone, is there's been feeling like a heaviness, you know? And like, what I'll emphasize to everyone is it doesn't matter what career you have, it doesn't matter who you are, you always need a support system set up. And it's a heaviness that I feel personally only healers feel. It's a heaviness of like, it's not like a, a coaching thing. It's not like a, oh, we can we can mindset coach you out of this. Like, I feel like healers were in tune with the spirit, right? And so there's a difference between a mind heaviness and a spiritual heaviness. Yes. And like feeling that spiritual heaviness, you need that other like spiritualist, spiritual community, you know, and you need that supportive spiritual community because there's things that people aren't going to understand about an awakening or like that part in you, that Phoenix Mm -hmm. rising out the ashes coming out because it looks ugly. It feels ugly. So like, how can you describe that? Like as we're in our transformative states and as we're transforming, how do we how do we navigate through that heaviness, you know, like when we're into the thick of it? Mm-hmm. 
I think you said it beautifully and perfectly already where sometimes we have to understand it's not a mind map type experience. When we're starting to go through a transformation, you can't plan and mechanically sometimes try to build the steps forward because one, they often haven't been mapped out yet because the purpose is for you to just literally feel it and process your organic experience that's happening for you and for your heart. Sometimes a lot of that anxiety comes from trying to control more through the mind. You know what I mean? So really when you're in it, the greatest thing is to um, not try to like push it to go a particular way and honor that you are supposed to be going through that process for a reason. You know what I mean? It's so easy to get really scared and think, what's next? How can I control this? What am I not doing good enough? Why is this confusing? Why is this complicated? And I found through healing that a lot of people, when they start to get under a lot of stress, instead of being like, oh, I'm stressed, this is difficult, this is like hard, Mm -hmm. they will be like, what did I do wrong that this is so stressful? How do I? And they actually make the stress worse because they start becoming really hard on themselves for the stress that they're experiencing. And it's actually the opposite of, you know, compassion for yourself to move into that space. So, um, it, the answer is honestly different for everyone because everyone has different coping mechanisms for what makes them feel soothed and nourished and nurtured. For some people, they need to be around others. They need to just like talk it through and just like air it out. For some people, they need to be like alone and just let that anxiety settle and like become less confusing for them. So this is the importance of actually learning about who you are and having self-awareness because truly no one, I can't, you can't, no one can tell another person what's going to work for them through a transformative process. It's more so just knowing that pushing and becoming really mental about your experience can sometimes only feel more um, like more pressure. Like you said, it can be a heart thing. It's a spirit thing. And, you know, we're in this life with ourselves through the thick of it, through the whole thing. So you might as well learn how to be a bit gentler and softer because that's where motivation comes from once you're able to tune into your heart a bit. I love that. I want I want to I want to dig deeper in that part because you know, we all have the feminine and masculine energy and um in 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 some we function better than others. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. know, the world has been full of masculine energy and not in terms of like men this or men, no, but like in terms of what the masculine energy is and that utility, that action, 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 action. And, you know, exercising the will all the time. But how do you cultivate that space and fostering of that softness, of that more feminine side? Because we're taught to go hard all the time. And it's like, if we're hard all the time, when are we safe enough to be soft with ourselves? And how do we even do that? Like, what does that look like? Because, you know? Casual questions. We're obviously going very deep (laughs) this episode. Um, Well, I completely agree. We both have it's about the synergy, you know, it's about like the meeting of the both the feminine and the masculine. And for people listening who maybe don't know like what that means, you're talking about the masculine being the one that takes action, the one that uses will to like materialize things in our reality, the go-getting, the 
manifesting all this stuff that a lot of people talk about and the feminines like receiving for as much as I give, I also need to receive for as much as I push. I also need to like feel and, you know, pay attention to what's going on around me. And it's often very, very soft because it understands that ultimately in life we can't control everything. And there is this giant sea of structure and divinity and information that we can't manipulate fully. And it's actually sometimes more powerful. It can materialize even more by just understanding that and being like, how can I know that that's what I am? You know, Mm -hmm. instead of being in fear of what could happen next, what if I actually understand that like I am part of all of it and I'm always safe because I'm like this radiant living being that is far more powerful than the three percent understanding of our brain and our vision that we have scientifically you know so honestly to answer your question this is something I'm navigating like on the daily because I came into this world teen years like really really my heart was like very close and I became very, very masculine. And I believed that we couldn't control our experiences in life, but we could control the way we respond to them. And this is real. This is very true. I started adopting this belief from like such a young age though, that I also had a subconscious belief that things will always happen. And I always have to be on guard and I always have to be strong and ready to like, take care of shit because I'm the one I can trust. Like I'm strong. I got this. I don't know what's going on around me, but like I have me. And this is why, you know, healing work gets so nuanced and it is about balance because that's an infinite truth. But what about when your heart becomes so like hurt and closed off that you don't actually allow other people to show you that they got, they have your back like that too, you know? So a lot of my healing work was about, letting myself be taken care of in the way that I take care of other people and allowing myself to like soften up and understand that I am here to just like be me and I don't have to try to fix everything all the time. And I don't have to be the one, you know, checking on everyone all the time. This is actually a big theme. A lot of people experience because their comfort zone is trying to make sure everyone around them is good so that they can be good. But what about the point that you have to be good before you can see if other people are good? That is real. And that and you see that with parents all the time. Yeah. You know? We like glorify sacrifice to the point of like malnutrition, you know? Mm. <laughs> like spiritual. Spiritual. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Talk about that just for a little bit. It's like the spiritual malnutrition. How do you feed, how do you even begin to feed spirit? How do we begin to even feed spirit? I mean, for example, I just took a deep breath with that and like took a moment to feel it because the first thing that comes through for me is like rush, the energy of rush we live in this like social world where you have to make it like a goal to pause and just like sit with yourself for a second. And it's very weird and like very unnatural when you really think about it. So I think so many people have their norm has become being so busy and being so stressed out that tuning into that spirit doesn't even feel accessible. And Mm -hmm 
for me, I've always really connected strongly with nature because it kind of like does the work for me. Like if I go and I just sit outside, I'm only shown this other world that's much more calm and seems a lot more like organized. You know what I mean? Like everything has its purpose. Everything is special. Everything is magical. So really like a lot of that spiritual malnutrition comes from us never having the ability to take that break, you know, and take that pause and we become, you know, super burnt out. So we have to prioritize cultivating like times devoted just to something sacred, whether that's okay. I have five minutes in the morning. I usually scroll through my phone. What would happen if I just take one minute to think about what I'm grateful for in the next four minutes to just kind of like literally lay there, (laughs) you know, it's really just about observing your patterns and your habits. And instead of, you know, making excuses, thinking, how can I calm some of this, um, static fuzz of stress that's like constantly living in my energy field. You know what I mean? A lot of it is just like knowing we don't always have to have the answer and we don't always have to like rush through and we don't always have to be on an autopilot mode. Cause even like, it's been a great journey for me doing like podcasts like this or just speaking because someone will ask me a question and I immediately feel like I just have to be like spitting fire or have an answer. And I actually don't have to I can like stop and like pause and really just sit in the question for a little bit to deliver a clear answer and you don't see people communicating that way a lot anymore it's just this like ping pong like you know this this ping pong energy (laughs) I love that it is a lot of things you know what I mean I'm like are you here like are we tuned in together are we just trying to like mentally go back and forth. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. Ping pong energy. I love that because you know what? Is it just like you get tired of sitting at the ping pong table all the time. It's, it's very exhausting. You know, like how long, when do you know to walk away from something? Like a relationship? What are we talking about? It could be, it could be anything. It anything. could be relationship. It could be career. It could be friendship. Mm. It could be, you know, it can be your dog. Like, like when, when is it, when, how do you know just spiritually, mentally, physically that enough is enough and, and discern that between like just quitting when it's tough and knowing it's time for me to go. Because mm. that's a big mental battle. It is. A spiritual battle. And it just go ripples everywhere. Well, the first thing I always think of is like, what's your balance like for the individual, for you or for whatever? What's your balance in like tending to your own needs versus someone else's? A lot of times people stay in something because they're only prioritizing the other person or the other you know, X, Y, Z, whatever their reason for staying in a situation is. I'm just going to give the example of like, I'll give a personal example of when um, you were saying like, how do you major in these things? Like, how does that work? And I grew up always knowing that I wanted to study like mind, body healing. I always felt so fascinated by ancient cultures and like myth and magic and how things like used to be in the sense that we used to honor like the unseen more. And we used to honor 
just the process of one's intuition and like navigating life through a realm of beauty rather than, you know, disconnection and like work, 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 do, do, do. I just believe if you like slow down enough, you can, you can witness so much just in your own life rather than focusing on the negatives. But point is, I always wanted to get really into energy healing and I started out with Reiki specifically and I always knew that I wanted to do this, but I had so much fear because one, this was in like, you know, the two, like 2012, 2011, when it wasn't like really cool yet to be doing all of these things. It wasn't like considered a real job or like a real career path. And it was really fascinating because I had so many what ifs and assumptions that I didn't even go after my dreams. Cause I just thought, Oh, I won't be able to do it. Oh, like, what's going to happen because the school that I wanted to go to is in Arizona Mm -hmm. and I was from like I lived in Maryland I was born and raised my whole family was there I felt so close to my family I didn't want to like hurt anyone by moving so far because I knew they would miss me I literally was seeing all the ways if I went to this experience it would affect other people and that's part of this question because the first thing you have to ask yourself is like who am I accounting for right now? Is it actually best for me to leave this situation or am I afraid? Am I staying in it because I'm just thinking about the ripple effect my choice might make on everything around me? And that's when people start living not in their body, mind, or spirit anymore. And they're literally living for other people that have different purposes, different missions, different reasons for being here. And they just start completely shape-shifting to people please. And it sucks because it's so like, it's hard. It's really challenging. So we don't want to hurt other people. But point is, I really knew what I wanted to do, but I was so afraid of like leaving. So I stayed, you know what I mean? I like stayed living at home. I actually thought, what else could I do? That's just enough. You know, how often do we do this? Like, what could I like, how can I like win? Like, how can I make all these people happy, but also like satiate myself enough to be like down for this, you know, like in relationships, for example, you're like, maybe if we just like have this one conversation and talk about it again, maybe we'll come to like a new conclusion and we just like repeat these patterns. But point is I was like, okay, you know, this is what I want to do. So I thought I'm going to study social work. Like, great. That would be great. I can still like help people. I still have like the social cause that I'm working towards and like, I'll stay at home. I applied to a university in Maryland. I was like, I can't wait. This is going to be great. And I really convinced my mind like, yeah, it's not that, that you really were feeling originally, but it's like enough and it'll do like, it'll work. And long story short, I ended up getting a letter in the mail that was accepting me into the school. And when I opened the letter, I was really excited because I was like, I can't wait to go. And then when I opened the letter, I heard this really loud voice in my head that just said no. And that was one of my first experiences having like a profound like inter interception with like my path where I was like, oh, and I was like getting into meditation, getting into these things. But it like definitely shocked me because I had never had um, such a clear message you know before for me so i had the courage to heed that call and i ended up not going to the university i ended up going to arizona i ended up like doing all of it and it's obviously a longer story but the point is 
there is a reality where I think I could have not gone because I just didn't want to stir the pot and I wanted to be there for everyone that knew me as being there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like when you, when you bet on yourself, it's like, it's as though you give the rest of the universe essentially a resignation letter, <laughs> you know, and you're like, Okay, I'm exiting this reality. I don't want to say the universe. You're giving the reality an exit letter because you're stepping foot into this whole new reality. And I've told people, I'm like, yo, the day that I leave this earth, <laughs> do not cry because <laughs> I need you to understand. Even at like 29, like I've traveled. I've lived and there's so much more life to live. You know, like you hear older people who are about to die have these conversations, but it's just that when you understand who and what you are, because the mission has just began and to have this kind of starting point, I mean, that's just because when you've, when you've met other people, when you've done other things and then you look at the reality that everyone else is in, you're just like, why huge? Ooh, whoa! And it's just like a, it's like an adventure because, and that's what I love about this so much is that we get to see in your world for for just a, an hour. You know, we get to see in your world. We get to see what Lauren does. We get to see what Lauren's past. We get to see, you know, like how she navigated through her personal stuff. And I love that because it's like I have a front row seat in your movie. And everyone else gets to listen and has a front row seat too. And it's like, I'm not attached to your results. And like, that's the thing about, I think even friendships and, and just relationships in general is like, I'm not attached to your results because those are yours. And I love that our movies are basically like collab. We have a collaborative movie thing going on right now, but it's like, I'm okay. Like, you know, the times that I've walked away from things or I've decided it's just almost instinctual. Like what you were talking about before, it's just like, it just fades. Or like there's unnecessary energy being used or, or usually it's like, there's a lot of energy being exerted here. And, and that's how just me opening up is like, that heaviness comes from, damn, I'm using all my energy for everyone else and all of their agendas, but I'm not even touching my own. And it's like, I'm pushing you and I'm helping you and I'm working with you and I'm not even pushing my own stuff. And And it's like, it's one thing to align, right? But it's another thing if when the energy is fine, when it's an exchange, but when it starts to feel like you're sacrificing, like what you said before, when it starts to feel like you're sacrificing and you're doing all the things. Like I remember having a situation where I was doing all of the work. Yeah. And I had to sit back. And I I remember asking this person and I was like, Yo, what are you doing in this? Like, this is your stuff. Like, why am I sitting here working on your stuff, exuding all of my energy? 
I'm exhausted and you over here smiling and laughing. What's wrong with this picture? And then I sat back for a minute and I was looking at all the things that I was doing. You know, I was the, being the mastermind. I was being the creator. I was being the one on, you know, like the things that other people would see. I was all on that. And I was like, all this stuff I done created for you, I could have created for myself. And then it's like doing that too. And like, it's like, I could support you, but like, you're not my husband. Mm-hmm. You're not my wife. Um, We are not together. Like now, if it's like we we making money together, we pushing, we working. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing. In a balanced union. Because you having me tap into unnecessary energies and it's like, what are you willing to sacrifice for you? Like, if you want, if you can't even sacrifice a certain energy for you, then why are you doing it for other people? Because then you're submitting to them. And their purpose. And you're not even submitting to your own purpose. You're not even submitting to, I don't know who believes in God, who doesn't, but I believe in God. So I'm going to say, you're not even submitting to the will that God has for you. And that has nothing to do with being male or female or anything, but purpose. Like, are you able to, I I hear people all the time talking about purpose and talking about all these things. Mm. And sometimes I sit back and I'm like, but if you truly knew what purpose was when, if you truly knew what it was like to bet on yourself, if you truly knew what it was, like it's not a, it's not a, it's not a game. Like it is a game, and it's, it's always a game. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it's not a game. <laughs> you know, like yep. just in a multi-layer kind of thing is like, like it's not. Oh, I like this or. Oh, think about what you like. Think about what you don't like and what you keep doing. That's your purpose. No, that's what you like and what you don't like. That has nothing to do with your purpose. That has nothing to do with how you feel. It has nothing to do with your passion. Your purpose has nothing to do with any of that. And so when I hear people say, try to tell someone what their purpose is, when they don't even know their own purpose, you know what I'm saying? It's like... Ooh, it's just, it's it's that heaviness of like, like the, the, the girl, just the hypocrisy, the, the bullshit that, 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 let's just put it out. This is my motherfucking show. It's the bullshit. And how much bullshit are you going to hear when you can see straight, that intuition that you talk, when you see straight through motherfuckers and then they start saying bullshit. (laughs) You know to retain saying? their own somebody, identity, yeah. It's like somebody telling me, you know, five ways to be more confident. And you're looking at them and you're like, yo, you insecure as fuck. How are you going to teach me about confidence? You know? And it's like seeing that, like, we're not in an age where you can just talk. If you If your walk isn't talking for you, honey, like. Yes. And once you click that into your own energy, because you don't need to proclaim it from the rooftops, you can speak for yourself when you walk into a room, people feel it. You don't even have to prove what you've like embodied versus not. It's, it's, it's felt. It's like that quote that's kind of like, how do you, how can you tell who to keep in your circle, who not or whatever? And it's like, see how you feel around them because 
for example, just then when you were talking, I didn't have to say a, a word. And I was just like beaming you up because I was like, she is expressing and letting like all these things come through that she needs to, you know what I mean? And speaking of purpose and energetic reserves, I was really thinking about you know, how many people would actually be closer to their purpose if instead of prioritizing some mission, they instead prioritized their energetic reserves and on the days that they didn't have anything to rest. Because actually from prioritizing your own health and your own like mental well-being, that's going to bring you closer to that God source feeling of mission than actually when you're just pushing and searching. You know what I mean? It's like in those moments as you fill up the cup that you actually are able to like sink in for a moment and have a connection with who you are. Because like you said, there is so much commonality of people just always working on empty and we're all just kind of like spouting (laughs) this water out by trying to be helpful to one another. But there are some things other people can't do for you, you know, and like, we that's why I love the concept of like knowing oneself and self-awareness because then you can communicate like what it is that you need and then most of all you can bring it to yourself you know what I mean and what you said about that heavy feeling it's because you want to be recognized in the way that you're always recognizing other people and you want to be given to in the way that you're always giving to other people you know and the fact that you even know that about yourself is incredible and powerful but the solution isn't to keep that pattern then you know what i mean because you're actually only giving permission energetically for other people to keep that pattern you know and that's why i'm such a fan of like honesty and just speaking the truth because a lot of people feel the same things but they don't want to like say it you know potentially (laughs) and it, it brings so much relief to just be like oh you know this is how this is how I feel right now in this moment. And I just really feel, you know, what you just shared a lot around it's, it's exhausting. It's heavy. And like the martyrdom energy of just like sacrificing oneself for another isn't always noble. You know, there's like another quote that I love and it says, it inspired me a lot when I was younger because I was always thinking about other people to the point that I didn't even know like, what my what I like to do in my spare time. I didn't really know like what I want to do for a career. I was so tuned into other people's life experiences all the time and had so much like drama in my teen years that my focus was never in my own energy. It was always like, how are they? How are they? How are they? How can I help them? I was always sampling other people's lives to the point that I actually didn't like understand my own. <laughs> and this happens really often with people who feel like they're like empaths, for example, or like highly sensitive people. And they're like, oh, I'm just always feeling other people's emotions and tuning into all these other things. And you really need to know when to like stop, you know? And sometimes it's it's subtle shifts, like we talked about, like a, a morning dynamic where you're just like, all right, I'm turning off like all the bullshit on my phone. But sometimes it does require like a big shift a big change a big like you might not have friends for a solid couple months not not really that's pretty dramatic but do you know what i mean you might life as you know it the realities of where you've been playing will shift because you're not willing to entertain the nonsense anymore and the quote i was going to share is 
you know, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive and then go do that. Because what the world needs is more people who have come alive. And it's just such a real quote where it's like, we're always just trying to like fix things for other people, but how are you? And that's exactly, mm-hmm. that's exactly what you were trying to say. We are the greatest example when we're like, for example, me right now, I'm like resourced. Like I feel very full. I feel like I had an amazing day where I honored myself. I feel like I don't have a lot of anxiety today because I've been like talking through shit with the people that I need to talk to about it. I've been taking actions on the things in my life that I was procrastinating on, even small shit like oil changes. You know what I mean? So I'm resourced right now too. If you want to talk to me for an hour about what you're going through, it's not going to take any of my energy and I'm going to do it from such a full, like loving space of like, I got you. What do you want to talk about? But what if I didn't feel that way today? Yeah. And I still was like, yeah, I got you. I got an hour. And that's like society. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Is like, and then we feel worse. sometimes. Exactly. You know, and it's like, you know, I can't remember who said this. Anyways, I just feel like (laughs) you have to know who said it. Right. I think it was one of my friends and she was like, can I have permission from you to just like lay all my shit on you really quick? And I was, you know, I really appreciate that you asked that, you know, because sometimes people just it's like your friends are not a replacement for your therapist or your healer. You know, and and sometimes we expect our friends and we expect these people to be there and they might not be in the mental, they might not have the mental capacity or patience to even be there that day. Like, I'm just saying like, how are you? But then also at the same time, it's like, damn, how do I still be an open sacred space for people while still holding on to, you know, like holding on to my own. Cause like, just, just in general. And I see this all the time. I see this, you know, in the healing world, I see this in the, the one thing about healers that I will say is that it says, it's as though we're all hermits, Mm. but we're like social hermits. So it's like, I don't know not any healer that like answers a text message as soon as I send it, you know, or even like, even if they do, it's only because their phone is on them, you know, because a lot of the times it's like, okay, phone's over there. I'm not going back in the house for another three hours. So whoever rings, it just rings. And it's like, Hey, sorry about that. I was meditating and it's like, or I forgot, or, you know, and it's just like, it's normal to not answer a message for two days. Just because of how time, earth, human, humans decide to have their time, right? Or determine time. But in spirit, you know, time is not even a thing. Like, it's just like, okay, it's like energetic. It's like, "Mm, I'm not meant to answer this right now. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to distract that human's mind and keep them occupied with something else. And it's just having that having that, like that honoring of oneself, you know, that was something, how do you describe that honor? Cause I know in Reiki, that's something that's like really kind of preached is like, honor yourself, honor that feeling that you have, but how do you honor yourself? Right. 
while still remaining disciplined? Yes, this is a great question. And I love what you said about phones and these obligations. It's like the word that comes to mind for me. We feel like responsibility and obligation you, most times where we're like leaving our boundaries to like attend to another situation. And so really, what was your question again? I'm weaving it back. Yeah. How do you balance out between honoring oneself mm-hmm. and discipline? Mm. Mm. Well, you do martial arts. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all, about, all about commitment and discipline, but it just takes practice. It's like a consistent thing. And oftentimes it's, it's using your voice. You know what I mean? Cause other people can't read your mind. And if they're like needing you for something and you're not equipped, you just need to know how to like express that. And it often only gives them permission to one, like figure it out on their own, which is beautiful. And It also allows them to see like what real communication and vulnerability like looks like. Like your friend set a great example by being like, hey, there's this thing I want to talk to you about. Like what time would work? Or like, are you free right now? Like, what are you up to? Because a lot of people just want to like come in and dump. And it's not something that we are like often equipped to handle unless, like I said, we're like resourced and in a good place. And one example that kind of comes to mind for me it's really just like a a story which is a better way to answer this question is i think we need to let go of thinking we need to do it all and like be the answer for other people Mm. we think like what if i don't get back to them in a few hours they need me like they just hit me up and they're going through something like you said we can't like play god like that and so a perfect example i was actually working on my boundaries and i was like i made this commitment to myself mentally where I thought, because for example, make that commitment and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to not answer a call when it comes in if I just feel like, don't feel like talking. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter what it's about. If I'm like about to step into a meditation or do something for myself, I'm going to use that 15 minutes when I'm driving in the car to just be and listen to music rather than be like, you know, energetically with another person we need to stick to that commitment and we'll get tested. You often get tested once you make this big commitment to yourself. So what I found is that I said, I'm going to take a few days to just like not talk to any friends. I feel very like overwhelmed. Clearly I'm ignoring some stuff going on and like I need to like be for a few days to figure out what's going on in my body, in my mind right now. Like I don't feel well. I felt just like it got to the point where like someone would call me and I would just get like angry kind of, have you ever had that happen? We were like, I don't, I don't have the ability. Like, why is, why are these people always calling me? And that's like a big sign for you to be like, Whoa, fam, like what's going on here? Because people love you. They're calling you because they just like love you and they want to talk, but you're getting like overwhelmed because I was really depleted. I had been giving, right. giving, giving, giving. And that's a good sign for you to start to pay attention to your emotions, you know? So I made this commitment that I wasn't going to answer the phone. Like I wasn't going to be by my phone that day and I was going to do a meditation. So I sat down and I like, shit you not. As soon as I went to start the meditation, my phone rang and it was one of my best friends. And I was like, fuck, like, cause we hadn't talked in a little bit. And I was like, I have a feeling I should get this. And I was like, no, like, 
no, this timing right now, clearly, am I just going to like not commit to what I just laid out for myself? So I ended up doing the meditation and I didn't even text her back or anything to like that night. And it was very uncomfortable for me because, you know, Mm. my mind was like, you need to like at least check in and be like, hey, I'll call you later. We have so much like obligation on our phones to other people. So literally I texted her that night and I was like, hey, I have to keep it real with you. Like I like I, I shared with her my experience of like, I just didn't have the reserves to talk at that moment. And she was like, I'm so glad that you did because I really did like want to call you for help on something. And like, I needed to really talk about something I was going through, but since you didn't answer, she had this amazing experience where she like transmuted and worked through all of it herself. And she was like, I really needed that. And it was really empowering. So thank you for not answering. And I was like, this is why we need to always listen to what's coming up because like that force had my back. And that's what I mean by like, we have to trust that other people can find the tools that they need and we don't have to be the one for them all the time. Yes. Yes. That is you know what so, I mean? that's, that's golden. That's we're golden. trying to do it all for everyone. And that means that we're keeping them from helping themselves sometimes, sometimes. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> It's like, I'm not even ignoring you because I'm, I'm teaching you something. It's like, I'm literally teaching myself. And in this process of me having my lesson, clearly you must be in the classroom too. And so you're, it's like tempting, like what you said. And it's like, when you say, it's like, you know, like, have you ever been, been like, okay, I'm going to go on a no sugar fast, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, now nobody ever has birthday cake. Nobody ever has brownies or cookies. None of that. You never offered that anyway. And the one, the first day that you're like, I'm doing this. That's the day. It's the whole week. Everybody has something. And you're oh, like, for sure. really, mm-hmm. guys? Like, y'all don't ever have this stuff. Or is it that you're so focused that you never notice it? And now that you're focused on not having this thing, now you're noticing it everywhere. So it has like the opposite effect. But it's just like that, that just like what you just said was so gold because being able to, and to be honest with the people around you, like that's money, you know, to have that supportive environment that's like, look, we're all going through it or we all are feeling it Mm -hmm. and being vulnerable enough in a space where you can say that because that's so important to say. Like I had a conversation with a friend earlier and I remember this, this friend was just like, you know, I don't know if it's just me or just, you know, the way that I'm thinking about these things, but you know, like, I feel like I shouldn't be feeling this. And I was like, uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. See, what you're not going to do is you're not going to basically say that your feelings are BS because you're busy trying to cater to the image of what someone else wants you to have. You know, the results speak. Mm-hmm. Every single time, results speak. And if you're not listening to the results. People are like, don't worry about the results. No, worry about the results. 
Look at them, analyze them and see, think about your actions, what you did that time and then change it. You can't just go to the next thing without looking at the results of that thing and being like, where did I go wrong here? Or where did I even go right here? Yeah. Right? Like, where did I go right here? Where in this situation, it was you can literally go through the same situation. And in one situation, you did amazing. And in the other situation, you did terrible. Yes. And it's like there was something different, whether it was your energy, whether it was who you spoke to right before you did the thing, whether it was who you spoke to right after you did the thing. There's always those factors. And each of those factors play an important role in your failure or your success. Yeah. And it's like the ability to reflect is what you're what you're talking about. Yes. Like to reflect and gather information from that. And like one thing I always try to like inspire people to do is to like a start to observe the patterns of your life because all the characters or the relationships or the people or the experiences are always going to fluctuate, but most times they're going to have an underlying like core theme. You know what I mean? Like say for example, you're dating someone and you're like, man, you know, they just like never ask how I'm doing. I seem to give, give, give. And like, I want to feel more nourished. So maybe you end that relationship and then the next one, things are good. And then you kind of start to feel that like disappointment again. You start to withdraw, like, no one really cares how am I doing? How come I keep giving to them? Blah, blah, blah. There comes a point where you're like, this is an energetic emotional theme within myself. What parts of me are disappointed? When did my earliest disappointments begin? What kind of like disappointments did my parents experience? How did that leak into my childhood? Like what has been informing me? And is that like part of my subconscious? You know what I mean? And now you're only ever seeing the things that support that belief within yourself because this happens to people all the time. So then when you are able to, like, this is something people at home can do, identify like a core emotion you've been feeling for like a while. So disappointment, for example, is our example. And ask yourself like what it is that you're not getting from other people or from the world. You know, what's that thing that is just constant lack for you? So you could say something like, I just feel like no one's ever proud of me. You know, I feel like I'm doing so much and like, I just want to be told that like, I'm doing well. And then look at, are you, are you telling yourself that? Mm. Like, are you providing that for yourself? And then you can start to step into that energy more and change it from the inside out. This was a big thing I used to go through where I felt like I just was like, crushing it and I was doing so much for other people and I was always showing up I was always answering the phone I was such a good person but I just felt like nothing was ever like good enough and people weren't seeing me like I was just like don't you see how like much I give how loving I am like I'm like always available like I'm like kind of this like powerful just angelic presence on on earth and I feel like it's just like no one ever even checks in on me and then I realized like I never felt, I was never telling myself that I was like proud and I was never allowing myself to see accomplishments. I was only moving to the next thing all the time. Like I would do something incredible and I wouldn't even like celebrate it. I'd be like, all right, like, cool, what's next? And so I was, wasn't even occupying the energy that I wanted from others. And that's a big reason why it kept happening. Yeah. You know? So the ability to like perceive patterns of your emotions is unique to you and it's feedback for you to be like, what's going on? What's reflecting back to me in my reality right now? And like, 
though it's not in my control, my mind and my like ability to nurture what I need most is in my control. Mm, that's so, I, I love that. I love that. Like your ability to nurture and just like, yeah. I just listening to you just now just gave me like so much like, oh, <laughs> like there it is. That's it. That's it. And just yeah. even just navigating through, you know, the heaviness, the, the, it doesn't even feel heavy anymore, but it's like sometimes Sometimes I notice with myself at least. I can't mm-hmm. talk about anyone else, but I, I've gotten right, to you know. You can only me. use personal examples, really. Yeah, like <laughs> I've gotten to know me really, really good <laughs> over the years. Like I know me like the back of my hand. I remember this one. I was dating this man, and he was like, "I know you like the back of your hand, like the back of your like my hand." And I was like, "Damn, I don't even know myself like the back of my hand." So <laughs> like, I was like, "I'm going on a mission." And the mission is know thyself, period. Mm. And I just, I, when I feel things, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Where's, where, where, what's that? What, what is that? That's foreign. You know, that's weird. That's weird. And it's like, that's why I used to think, oh, is this like intuition or is this like, until I started studying this stuff and, you know, the deeper that you dig in, you got to start doing some studying. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like looking at it and I'm like, yo, like, where is that coming from? And sometimes what I learned was when there's repressed expression. Yeah. Because I'm such an expressive person via anger via sadness via happiness via excitement it doesn't matter no matter what that alchemy looks like it, it some people could call it extreme but i like to call it powerful because mm-hmm. the powerful reserve Intense. it's yeah it's like whether you're sad whether you're mad whether you're, it all comes out with the same energy so like i like to tell people as excited on the excited scale that you can get is as pissed off on that scale you can get. The nice, I'm afraid of nice people. You know, mm. like I'm afraid of people who are like super quiet and calm and like super duper calm. Like, nah, I ain't making you mad because you be the one that done try to kill me in my sleep. And when that time, like, I'm not trying to be on one of them shows, you know? <laughs> and it's just yeah. like, like, cause when people snap, they snap, you know, cause they've tried every method inside. And I know that from even becoming more patient and just like <clears throat> in the journey, just a- acknowledging this, this whole self, you know, acknowledging the whole self, not yes. just the star seed mm-hmm. part, but like, what about, what about that little dark side? Like, if you don't know that dark side of yourself, then how are you supposed to go anyway? Yeah. And a lot of people repress those emotions because we've labeled some as good and some as bad, you know? And so it's like those shy people who don't want to communicate or really express what they're experiencing. It's probably because they've been shut down at some point related to that. And like, they've been taught that it isn't good for them to feel anger. So many nice people think being angry is bad. (coughs) And it's like, I used to have a really messed up relationship with anger. And I thought anger meant that I was like making the world more bad or something because there was so much anger. There's so much hatred that I didn't want to like 
be a part of it. And then I saw this acupuncturist who had shared <clears throat> how like every emotion has a purpose. And my anger is also a creative emotion because I actually love talking about anger because what makes you angry is like a wound in you that you're here to like present medicine with. You know what I mean? Like mm. you've been through an experience that you get so upset that you want to protect other people from having that experience and you're angry. And anger is actually a creative force because the opposite of anger is like a solution. You know what I mean? So what she had given me the example of is like mothers against drunk driving, you know, all of these organizations, like all of these social movements came from an injustice and came from anger. So if you're not going to like, imagine if someone went through a loss and just never expressed that anger and they were like, well, these things happen. There's like no accountability. There's no change. There's no action. There's no revolution that takes place. You know what I mean? Mm. It was really powerful because then I was like, oh, because at the beginning of the appointment, I was like, I don't really have any like anger though. And she, I think she just saw right through it. She was like, it's got to be something, you know, that makes you angry. And ever since then, I realized that whenever I get really angry about something I see happening, it's because I have a very specific, like attuned relationship with that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I often get, I get, I get angry because it's something that I could maybe like have a solution to. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We often go through experiences and there's like definitely a mission associated with it. Just like that, you know, example of mothers against drunk driving. What if she just got angry, but never communicated like, Hey, there, there's a blind spot here. Like this isn't okay. We need to like come together to make a change about this. But anger people think isn't meant for them to feel and they just kind of need to like suck it up. But what makes you angry is not what makes me angry. We are all vastly different. So I think there's like a message that you need to pay attention to. You know what I mean? I get really angry often at like pharmaceutical drugs only because my dad has mental health issues and I grew up seeing him like zombie. But that doesn't mean that pharmaceutical drugs are bad. That was just my experience with them. So there's just one part of me who cares a lot about mental health because a solution for me was helping his mind and helping his mindset. So it's like, I could have just ignored that and never became really passionate about holistic health or other things. But you might get angry about something that I don't know anything about because you have a different life path than me. So we have to pay attention to like what our emotions are because they resonate at different levels for different things. Yeah, I don't know if y'all the live recording, y'all listening to the actual <laughs> recording. She just laid and gave the game to find your purpose. Now that's how you find your purpose. Like that's it. That mm -hmm. is it. And it's like, just hearing you say that, girl, it's been an hour already. We're going to go ahead and close this up. But hearing you say that is so, oh man. It's like, I, I see people dismiss anger all the time. And I see people dismiss, you know, I was, I was called two adjectives recently. I've been getting called quite a few names here lately. And I'm like, Yo. Pay attention to what they are. Right. And I'm like, they were like, you're pushy and forceful. And I'm like, 
give me what I want then. No, <laughs> what you call pushy and forceful, I call confident and persistent. Give me what I want, you know? And it's like, cause I'm like, I'm relentless, you know? Like if it's something that I want, I'm not stopping till I get it. Persistent. You know? Mm-hmm. It's persistence, but if you see it as pushy and forceful, you need to ask yourself why you're not giving me what I'm telling you to give me. And I was just like, yo, your feelings are none of my business. I didn't ask for feelings. I asked for this information. Give me this information. And it's like, well, I'm supposed to give me this information, you know? And it's like, sometimes, and, and I would like to just say this is closing, like, you're teaching people how to treat you daily. Mm-hmm. And so when it was like, well, once I got what I wanted, it was like I was pushing and forceful. But you just taught me that that's how I need to treat you in order to get what I want. Right? It's like when I was nice about it, you didn't give it to me. And now when I'm acting like an asshole, now you give me, voila, here it is. But then I'm supposed to apologize. No, you need to apologize to yourself and ask yourself, why do you need to be treated with such abusive behavior in order to listen? And it reminds me of when I was a teacher. And I used to ask my students that all the time. I was like, now when I'm like, everyone have a seat. All right. Everybody have a seat. Maybe. Sit if you want. They're like, no. And I was like, crazy. Toto's about to come out. Have a seat. I was like, five, four, three, two. And when they saw this face, they were like, everybody sit down, everybody sit down. Because I was, I was a TikTok bomb and they knew it. And it was like, but, it, and I used to ask them, I was like, but why do I have to do that? And it's like, I don't mind. Being direct. Yeah. Like, I, I don't mind, you know, and it was like, I'm direct the first time. Why do I act like an ass? And then you got the nerve to be like, and then she, she, she hurt my feelings. <laughs> like you hurt your own feelings because you wouldn't, you know, like you wouldn't do what you said that you would do um, in order to go to the, like to go to the next level for yourself. So just in conclusion, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on to the show and just, uh, just doing your thing. Cause that was, amazing like i'm so glad that you came on here and just was like intuitively i'm feeling like you know x y and z and i'm just feeling like i don't want to do this so i'm glad that you know we were able to just talk through it and just just both because i think you might have been feeling my stuff like my heaviness and my there was a lot of like I don't have like a, I used to have like a healers group that I met with so often. And I was thinking, oh, you know, like maybe healers and coaching are very similar. And it's not, it's not. They're very uh, trauma ignorant um, in the Mm -hmm. the coaching field. And so there is a- I have my coaching certification. I don't use that, the title sometimes only because I think there's a lot of people who um, shouldn't have that title. Well, yeah, it's like, it's trauma ignorance and you, you know, it's like, well, don't feel that. No, no, you don't, you don't, you don't, tell, you don't tell someone not to, you know, like that's healer rule number one. It's, it's like, fucked up. I know. 
think your way through. No, no. Let's feel this first and mm-hmm. let's go back and then let and then let's move forward. I'm not saying don't don't move forward, but I'm saying stop. Yes. Stop for a minute. Cause it's like running a marathon and you keep tearing up your ACL or your meniscus, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, no, no. It's time. We need to stop right here. Yeah. Because if you don't fix this right now, when you think you finish in a marathon and you think you're about to sprint, you gonna kill yourself. So let's stop right here. But it's like, no, keep going. You got you gotta be persistent. Don't quit. And it's like Yeah. There's a difference between quitting and like just being intuitive though, because I can see how at the beginning you could read it as like, oh, maybe she just doesn't want to talk about that topic anymore because she's just not feeling it. So it's like a cop out, like you need to commit, you need to raise to promises you made. That's like different. And I agree. You need to like stick to your word, but there's a palpable difference when you start to realize like, oh, like a way for you to track it for people who are like, well, well, how do I know this is like commitment or intuition? Like, am I just like commitment phobed? It's like, no, you can tell because the experience for me wasn't like, ooh, this is going to be like edgy or maybe I'm just like not in the mood. I was in the mood, but it was more so that there just felt like there was like a big disconnect. You know what I mean? And we all know that feeling of like resistance to the point that you're like, I don't even know if I'm like synchronized with knowing what to say about this. And I always know, you know, we can always speak on the things that are most natural to us. So point is, it was a beautiful example. And yeah, I mean, I just wanted to have a very like natural conversation with you, you know, and I always trust that everything moves in the way that it's meant to and all the topics and all the things that were shared for everyone's ears that they come across are meant to be, you know, because we both came from a very grounded honest space we weren't forcing things we weren't like you know we weren't trying to mold into a frame that we made a month ago because we're new people now oh come on now come on and that and that's the the transformation of just everything and it's so crazy because it's like literally been like a few weeks and it's like it's amazing how your perspective your perception your feeling of that day and just even us honoring this topic you know and and honoring you know taking the next step taking the next uh taking the next you know proclamation of self really and going to that step because you know what makes me angry it's just like, I just, who it makes me angry more than anything. And I think that is where, you know, purpose comes in, like you were saying, but when, when it's, it goes beyond empathy, you know, and it's like, if you, if someone can't acknowledge someone else's reality, whether they agree with it or not, you know, and that's what this show is all about whether they agree with it or not, it does not make them, they can be doing wrong, yes. But at what point is there room for redemption? Like genuine redemption, not not you resigning because you got caught, not you saying sorry because you're sorry at the results that happened to you 
because of people found out about something. No, no, no. Like a genuine, like I've grown from this. And, and I think it's just so important to see that, that growth. Like whenever I get an apology, I'm just like, mm, are you sorry though? You know? And it's just like, I'm not going to say I'm not forgiving, but it's like, I'm very forgiving. As a matter of fact, I had to forgive before you even thought about saying it because it's more self-destructive when you don't forgive. But it's like, I had to forgive you so I could heal me. But also like, I don't have to, I don't have to accept your apology. I don't have to accept your, um, your nonsense. I don't have to. I don't have to. And it's not about being angry. It's not about being sad. It's not about being, you know, oh, you're resentful or, oh, you hold on to things. And it's like, nah, because I can't unsee what I saw. It's I just can't. feedback, right? Yeah. It's you don't have it's to do anything. Back. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't have to. So, like, how do you apologize? I could not feel right to accept it in that moment because part of you just really doesn't actually feel like it accepted into your body. Like, it's that simple. And you can just say something like, hey, I like recognize and I respect and I admire so much that you're like opening up to me in this way. I still need some time. Thank you for understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Like, boom. You know what I mean? You don't owe. Mm don't really owe anyone anything but once again taking care of of yourself and that actually creates a lot of powerful shifts for people you know Mm -hmm. you're right you're so right I love that we can go on and on I have to stop this because (laughs) because we will go on for like two hours so I just want to say we've done it before we have I just want to say thank you so much for coming on to the show and just like bringing bringing yourself you know, because I know for me, I feel a lot better. Um, I'm not saying I just threw all my shit out there, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, we can only speak from experiences that I know this is something that I'm not just speaking for myself. This is, these are things that I've been coaching people. I've been doing these things. And I notice a lot of the times when I'm coaching, I'm also implementing, you know, the healing practices at the same time. Cause I'm like, yo, people, have this mind, but like they also need healing at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's like dope to have the kind of training that we do, especially with the coaching, because they're hand in hand. It's yeah. like we got to go in this direction, but wait. Yeah. It's like as a healer, you have the ability to be like, wait, mm-mm, mm-mm. come back, come back, little grasshopper. Yes. You thought you were leaving. Nope. But we're trying to get you further, not faster. Yeah. We're trying to get you further. And if you go fast, you're going to miss all of this. That's yeah. gonna hold you back from getting there. Yeah. So instead of trying to move fast, let's let's be efficient. Let's let's go step by step. You know, it's like the rabbit versus the turtle in the little race. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I just want to say thank you so much for joining the show because you've just been like a literally a blessing. Aww, so. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I always love talking to you, and like my energy definitely has just been the calm nurturer today. But Before we go, just because I care about you and I love that you did like share so much today, what's one thing before we get off here so you can inspire other people and make a commitment to yourself with spirit? What's one thing that you think after this talk you want to do moving forward to continue to keep 
like that weight off your shoulders and to honor yourself? Like what's one thing that comes up for you? I think even when you said that, it's just like letting go. Like letting go from like what I said, the end result. Mm-hmm. It's all like when I'm speaking to destination. People. Yeah. When I'm speaking to people, I'm, I feel like I'm speaking to myself a lot of the times because I'm like, yeah, I needed, I, I needed that advice. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I needed to hear that, but it's like, for me personally, it's just like, let it go and let it be what it is and just recommit to you because you've committed to everything and everyone else and, and, and you've been a glorified anchor. But at what point? Yes, commitment to yourself. And yes, like it's just, yeah, committing to self. It's just like some somewhere in that I forgot. I forgot about me. Because I was so excited, like you said, feel alive. And it's just like, I feel alive serving people and talking to people and being around people. But then it's like, then you get depleted and you're stuck with you again. And and there's nothing wrong being stuck with you. You're always stuck with you all the time. But it's like replenishing that energy. And then you're like, well, actually, if I step back from this, who else is going to do it? And then when you start to recognize your worth, you're like, nah, I'm going to get what I'm worth. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's like being in a terrible relationship and you realize you've been doing every single little thing in it. And then you're like, wait a minute, I've been keeping this relationship afloat. Let me see what you can do. Let let me just see. Go ahead. I'm just, I'm just going to watch. And it's like, you become so much in action that you forget to observe. And have that balance. So how about you? I want to put that same Ooh. question to you. So you said observe, have balance, let go, commit to the self. Um, what is one thing that I'm going to commit to doing for myself moving forward? Um, I am, my big thing lately is not overthinking. Mm. you know being more in my heart instead of in my mind um because the mind like we talked about at the very beginning seeks to have a plan for the future and one there's a difference you know between having discipline and having goals and structure but also like not being open to surprises and blessings and adaptive adaptability really so for me it's like I don't need to have like any fears around what's to come in like many years in my life or whether I should be like working harder, not doing enough, et cetera, et cetera. And I really need to prioritize my heart because from the material, like my life is great. I'm crushing it. But like I said in the beginning, it's like proud. I'm just not being proud enough of myself and being in an emotional space. I'm always usually in a mental space with myself. Like, okay, that was great look at this, what's next, instead of like, Lauren, you know? Yeah, that's that's that message. The physical, it's how we actually change the physical because then I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, Mm, like, what am I going to do now? I feel so joyful instead of like, well done, what's next? Like, it's just not fun. Like, no one wants to live that way, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) So, um, 
yeah, I'm just occupying like more of my pure childlike self that's proud rather than motivated to just do more. Yeah, she said she's gonna be a cheerleader to her goddamn self with her own yes. songs. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and now we've spoken it out there, so we know like our clear way forward. Yes, our clear way forward. And I, I prompt that question to everyone in the audience right now to just what's that thing that you know you're gonna commit to and that that just that thing i want to talk to you after this morning because uh, i actually have this yeah this dope thing that i'm not going to say out loud on here <laughs> but that i want to i want to ask you and talk to you about because it's sure. just phenomenal just everything you hit on today is just like boom boom bam so real time alignment i love it thank you so much again you're so amazing and beautiful and i'm so proud of you for like offering this space for people (laughs) (laughs) no i appreciate you and i'm gonna put you backstage and then i'm gonna put you get rid of me put me in the back (laughs) but but stay there don't go don't go okay okay um oh i didn't even see hey linda i had it on the big screen and then and Hadaya is here, and Shante. Uh, Linda said, love this, have had to do this before, but it took a while to get there. And she said, I love the part talking about you teaching yourself to take care of yourself, and it also helps others to respect your boundaries. Mm-hmm. And she said, I remember going on a sugar fast and one of my vendors bringing me two dozen praline uh, pre- 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 cookies. Oh my God, praline, it's a nut. I think, right? I don't know. I I haven't heard of it. You see how many? I I stick to one flavor. (laughs) Audience, I know, right? I think it's like a, it's a type of cookie, yeah. Yeah, she said praline cookie. I gave them all away to the office, but it was hard, girl. It's the one time, like you ain't never given me none of these cookies, and now all of a sudden you done came back from Japan. That nobody knew where you were and then come <laughs> back with it. But thank you, Linda. Thank you all for joining in and joining in on the conversation. I love this because, you know, in you, I'm learning. It's a lot of women that mm. follow this. Not yeah. too many men are here. So I love it because it's our sacred space. Unless I'm interviewing a man. But even then, yeah, it'll be like his friends that show up. But it won't right. be like the women show up. You know, regardless. So I love it. I'm like, we about to make entrance you a whole woman. More feedback. That's what I always say. Getting out of the mind too. It's really easy. It's such a life hack to literally just observe what's coming up naturally. Like that could be a whole. I'm trying to. I know we need to go, so I'm not going to go into it. But <laughs> everyone tries to manipulate things of how it should be going instead of like receiving feedback of like literally what like spirit is bringing to them. Like, yes. I love that. Well, Lauren, I'm going to see you in the back, girl. Okay. All right. Bye, Thank you for coming. Thank you so much. It's an honor. No, the honor was mine. (laughs) And there you have it. Miss Lauren Merrill blessing our stage. We're going to go ahead and close out. And I just want to say to the viewers, please, please, please make sure you reflect. Make sure you have that person or, or even open up to yourself and just have 
fun with you because at the end of the day, we're all growing, we're all healing, we're all looking at our own traumas, we're all improving, and nobody is perfect here. So I just want to say thank you so much once again to Ms. Lauren Merrill for just coming on and basically just, y'all just watch me in a, in a session, in a healing session, one-on-one low-key. Um, but it, I know I can tell you one thing though, when I first started hosting this show, I felt like I had this booming headache and it was just heavy. And then right now I feel as light as a feather. So I'm so glad and so honored. And y'all got to witness the process. So sometimes it's just expressing yourself. So don't be afraid to express yourself in a healthy way. Find people around you, no matter what your career is or what you think your career is, everyone needs someone. Yeah, you were born alone and you die alone, but you don't, you're never alone. So, all right, this is Hadija Toto on Entrance You and we out.